Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Studio C. Si, senor. Where are we? Dimly lit room, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today, on a Friday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. War, pestilence, division, taxes, rancor, and twinkling holiday lights. <laughs> I Good. love the lights. Good Friday morning to you. Uh. God, I'll Did tell, I tell you, I got some twinkling deer from a front lawn. They I twinkle. I don't know if I don't know how this happened, but somehow I've ended up way behind on being prepared <clears throat> Christmas-wise for the children, and I'm like really scrambling to try to get everything. Ah, boy, together. What is today's date? The fifteenth? Yeah, it is. Ooh, ten days. Really, nine days until yeah. Christmas. Nine useful days until Christmas. The main thing that's going to save me is that uh, in the modern world, you can get things the same day or the next day, practically anything, from practically anywhere. Yeah, true that. Often with little cost because they're so into wanting to get you to buy it. Accuracy is my hallmark, and I've recounted there are actually 10 useful days, including today. Uh I suggest you use them. Every day is useful in God's eyes. Thank you for that. Hmm? You could use it to string up more lights. <laughs> Our star's too heavy for the top of the tree. and oh, We got hmm. this tiny little tree. and It's kind of sad looking. Sounds like your tree's too weak. Yeah, tree's too weak. Don't there fat shame yeah. the star. <laughs> <laughs> fat shaming the star. You need to bolster your tree. Um, get, get a little rebar. Strap it to the trunk. Boy, and here's a tease for later in the show. I have had, I've wondered what this would be like. I have had the first experience of somebody I have known for years who has turned out to be, it would appear, a sexual predator lost their reputation, career, everything around them. I've known them for a, for a, for a very long time. I need to remind you, I have denied the charge. <laughs> very but funny. They still won't fire me. Uh, <laughs> not somebody I'm, like, close with, but I know. I know plenty well. Um, and uh, and, wow. and I've wondered, I, I, this has got to be true for a lot of people in America. So many people have been laid low by this. 
Mm. And then you, I don't know what you do with that information. But anyway, well, we'll I talk realize about that you're going to get into that later. But mm-hmm. does it have the uh, the injustice feel or the justice feel? It has the one? justice feel. Oh, it, I see. Which okay. is shocking to anybody that knew the dude. Okay, I see. But um, interesting. Yeah. Um, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi, this morning, Michael. Ah, uh, doing great. I decided to get a Christmas tree, so I have all these questions. I have: Do I get white snow to spray? You know, the white snow spray for mm. it. Although it makes a mess. That stuff's good for your lungs, I'll tell you. Yeah. Do I get a tree skirt or do I just go without it and just put the presents underneath it? Um, do I put an angel on top? Do I make make it smell like pine? Do I get the lights blinking or solid? Or do I do colored lights or white lights? Mm. Artificial tree or real? I think I might get a small real one. Oh, okay. If the price is right, I'll get a small real then one. It, should it sp- isn't. <laughs> it should smell like pine on its own. Yeah, that's true. Would you, you're going to spray pine smell on a pine tree? <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, what, do you do? what do you normally do? It's like spraying dog smell on a dog. Yeah, oh, that's not necessary. <laughs> uh, I like, uh, we, we've always had colored lights. I've always seen one solid color, kind of pretentious. <laughs> That is the upscale neighborhood style. Absolutely. Absolutely, without doubt. Yeah. I remember coming across that in Charlotte in 1990. When did we move there? 94? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 94. Uh, rolling through the rich guy neighborhood, everybody's lights were white. And I thought, wow, that's, uh, number one, it's very, very beautiful, oh, in yeah. my opinion. It looks great. Um, but I thought, wow, that's interesting. Did they all agree? Is that a thing? And then, I, you know, as I've grown, moved around the country, aged, it's a thing. It's a, I have more money than you think. <clears throat> yeah. It, it just tends to be <clears throat> fancy people like this, this single color. I uh, live in a neighborhood that is, is fairly uh, pleasant, uh, certainly these days. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's a big thing. There are a few rebels, though. Will you get in trouble if you have a bunch of different colors? Just the derision and, and dislike of your neighbors. <laughs> and um, disappointment. And, and Right. And, and there are a few rebels rocking the colored lights. And a couple of the four to nine whirling blow-up Santa on his sleigh slash elves on a merry-go-round right. penguins dancing type displays. <laughs> And it's funny, it's a little jarring to see, but I love those people. Elves on a merry-go-round. Yeah, we we rocked the elves on a merry-go-round. Well, it was actually elf, penguin, elf, uh, reindeer Mm -hmm. going round and round on the merry-go-round, all blown by air pressure and stuff. We rocked that thing for a decade. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus appreciates that. Oh, yeah. Yep, it was in his honor. There's a positive Jesus Sean. loves elves. Blessed are the little people, for they shall make toys. That was an out, you know, an outtake from the Sermon on the Mount, but a Je- good one. Jesus likes all inflatable light-up stuff. Just does. There's positive Sean. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. I uh, I am f- a little bit tired. Saw a, a a movie last night, the Star Wars movie. It was a very popular one. I was not able to get the first showing, so... A little bit later, past my bedtime, but totally worth it. The uh, the worst part of the movie, of course, were the other people I was watching it with. <laughs> Always. I don't understand. Always. And it's not about, like, I, I'm all for you guys dressing up. That's cool. There was some guy in, like, a R2-D2 tuxedo that awesome. I thought was hilarious. Oh, yeah. I don't mind that. But it's the, like, when you see a character, you go, whoa! Whoa! Oh, come on. I know that guy! He was from the other movie. Yeah, so does everybody. Yeah, wow. or like the, the clapping at the end. Like this is not a theater production. This is a this is a flat <laughs> screen. The people are not on the stage performing for us what? live. They do not hear your applause. So is it packed? Like you got people on both sides? Oh of you? yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was absolutely packed. Yeah, Great I'd, have time. To, I'd have to really want to see the movie to have a, a, two strangers on each side of me. Love the movie. Uh, I mainly the only reason I do it is well, partly be so I get to talk about it on the show, and I get to now go back on Twitter and avoid spoilers and not have to worry about mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. 
Um, but the uh, I loved it. Very good. Um, the the preemptive hype of oh Mark Hamill is he going to get nominated for bet? No, he's not. Nobody's getting nominated outside of any technical awards. But it is a great movie. Really enjoyed it. Uh, it's uh, it sets it up beautifully for the next one, and I'm I'll stop before I get gone. We'll ask you more about that later. <laughs> wow, that is a little restraint. The hottest <laughs> m- movie in the country, no doubt about that. Um, there is Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I got to tell you, I'm experiencing a lot of Christmas stress this year. I was on the phone for a long time yesterday, handling the background check uh, information, paying the additional import tariffs. Working out the quarantine requirements, <laughs> all required for my present for next week's Armstrong and Getty gift exchange. It is a lot more complicated than I thought it would be. Is this thing breathing? What is? What sort of? What, would you, are you including some food? I as have. Well? I think uh, they some eat shots, u- eucalyptus leaves. Exactly. Yeah, shots may be uh, shots may be part of it. Anyway, I, I've been promised it'll get here in good shape in time for Thursday's gifting. I'm more excited about the gift I'm giving to a fellow coworker this year than I've ever been in the past. Wow. And it's, it was my wife's doing. Wow, fantastic. She had such a great idea. Uh, that's next Friday. Is that when we're doing it? Uh, Thursday. 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 Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is How Did It Already Get to Be? Oh, my God. I got to get on my horse. Friday, December 15th, the year 2017. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let me get on your horse like Roy Moore. Here we go. According to FCC rules and regulations, here's the actual beginning of the show at Mark. With that, we will call the vote. Commissioner Clyburn. I dissent. Commissioner O'Reilly. Aye. Commissioner Carr. Aye. Commissioner Rosenworcel. I dissent. The chair votes aye. The item is adopted with editorial privileges granted as requested. Thanks to the staff for your terrific work on this item. That was terrific. Um, nice work, everybody. And that's yeah. the way democracy works. I get it. You just you got to get one more number than the other. But 3-2, the decision on the net yeah. neutrality. It's not like it's overwhelmingly clear to one side or the other. But, you know, there's a lot of laws of the land that were 5-4 decisions. So sure. It's just the way it works. Now we got to see how it goes. Um... What are other headlines, Marshall? Well, GOP tax reform facing significant problems with no easy solutions. We got the internet battle going to court and why dinner is your kids' most important meal. Oh, I want to hear about that. Stories coming up minutes from now. Armstrong and Getty. Yeah, I want to hear about that. How's the mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. It features an email entitled Marshall the False Finn. <laughs> okay. J'accuse! You hate, you hate to be uh, accused of not being true to your heritage or something. Exactly. Yeah, betrayal. Man, there's a couple of giant international stories in terms of uh, us going to war with North Korea or Iran that some reason aren't getting enough attention. We'll tell you all about that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. There'll be scary ghost stories. Long and short of it, Lindsey Graham tells The Atlantic there's a 30% chance Trump attacks North Korea preemptively, which is one out of three is pretty high, and a 70% chance we attack if they test another nuclear weapon, which is really high. Um, We'll talk about that later. 30% chance of rain. I might bring a jacket. 30% chance of nuclear war. <laughs> That's rough. Well, and That's, he said, you got to take that into consideration while planning your weekend. And he throws anything. He says there's a 100% chance they will test another nuclear weapon. So I would agree. Yeah. So what the hell would stop them? So it's point? really that 70% chance that uh, I'm watching out for. Right. Right. 
God yeah. dang it. Well, all talk, right, more on that to come. We could easily. Talk about rattling the uh, stock market and stuff. Holy crap. Oh, yeah. And everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Mailbag. Oh! 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 Got him! Oh! Yes! Wow! 15 yards. Yeah. Personal foul. <laughs> Inappropriate call. Yeah. Mailbag. Michael, drinks oh. on me tonight. Christmas, yeah. Christmas came early, Michael. That is your dead. I'm enjoying oh, it. Oh, my God. His eyes lit up like a child on Christmas oh. morning. Uh, sorry, yeah, hey, let's take a fun look back at the week that was. First, it's Cow, Clips of the Week. I've worked with Mother Teresa. I've spent six months doing Zen meditation in Kamakura, Japan. Hambone, hambone, what do you say? 79 is not 36. Seriously? You tried to terrorize New York subway commuters? Nice try. That's like saying, I'm good to drive, and then sticking your keys into the gas tank. One of our attorneys is a Jew. What a majestic picture of two animals not allowed in the mall. I mean, tax cuts for private jet owners and alcohol distributors, that's basically a 2 chains video. But what is known is is that General Kelly has been tired of her antics. Um, even since Ryan's Priebus, no one has known what Omarosa's duties were. Peter King, I know where you're from, and I know you like to knuckle up every now and then, but did you just call Steve Bannon a disheveled drunk? No, to be very precise, I said he looks like one. It's, it's funny, though, that I don't see how people can sit there and say, this person's a madman. He probably is. But I didn't see that. Maybe he has more than one uncle. Well, well pretty much. Maybe that's the spare much. uncle right there. Well, either way. Either way. It's one of my favorite sentences of all time. <laughs> what the one about it's, it's funny, though, that I don't see how people can sit there and say, this person's a madman. He probably is. But I didn't see that. And the old triple reverse. <laughs> so, never mind. Yeah, either way. Either way. <laughs> Mailbag. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cliff in Madison, Wisconsin. We already have a national show, right? So during yesterday's introductions, it was cute the way Sean tried to pretend he likes dogs. Oh, Sean likes dogs. Everybody likes He dogs. likes cats better. Witnesses 17 cats. But, I mean... All of whom donated to the Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. On that note, no time for me to de- deny my cat ownership. I was thinking Thursday, the Christmas show, the gift exchange. Yes. Perfect day to bring in young Baxter. Oh, yeah. That bring would be dog. festive. Except I got to put up with him for four hours, not just the <laughs> yeah. you know 20 minutes of the gift exchange. <laughs> right. Could be a tad distracting. Well, I like the idea, though. We'll see. Uh, you know, it occurs to me, Sean, at some point, somewhere, someone who might be thinking about dating you, would think, oh, that's right, he's the dude with all those cats. <laughs> he's a rarity in America, the crazy cat man. <laughs> Take that, equality. <laughs> so, follow-up note from Matt in Macomb, Illinois, another one of our uh, our, our nationwide listeners, uh, on the, the story in which they released a goat in a hotel. And I asked, well, what happened? He said, well, the goat was released in the hotel. It did what goats do. Pooped on the floor and looked for plants to eat. It also made a bunch of grown men laugh like children. 
Um, how embarrassing. Just like prison. And then uh, KCYL, keep correcting your listeners. That's Matt. Thank you, Matt. And then this. Hello, all, writes uh, Richard. For years, we have had to hear Marshall proclaim his Finno-Ugric heritage. Uh, Marshall, you do claim to be a Finn? Man, I tell you, I'm as Finnish as they come. All right, then. Yep. And he's regaled us with stories of holidays, celebrating some saint or some weird tradition. Saint which, in reality, are as important, <laughs> important to Finnish people as our Flag Day or Arbor Day are to us. Then last Wednesday happened, and Mr. Phillips failed us and his so-called people. See, last Wednesday was their Independence Day. It's an It was not only their Independence Day, but it was their Centennial Independence Day. That means a hundred for yes, our I, illiterate yes. listeners. Uh-huh. And who did the who did Finland become independent from a hundred years ago? Saunas, um, <laughs> Russia, probably. Yeah. During the Bolshevik Revolution, maybe, or around the time of the Bolshevik Revolution? Know. Yeah, what was Finland part of? Some sort of, or some, uh, the Ottoman Empire, or something that's <laughs> the long Ottoman gone. Empire. For this well. out- outrage and injustice, oh. I propose that Marshall not be allowed to tell any stories about Finland until he takes a DNA test to prove he is finished. Ah, ah, let me raise my hand because for the first <laughs> time ever on the air, I'm going to reveal my real. Finnish name. Oh my gosh. Fantastic. It is wow. not Philli. I am Marshall Philippi. Like more than one Philip. Yes. Uh, I'll be damned. Yes. All right. You still swung and missed on Centennial Independence hey, Day, though. Whatever. Some yeah. Finn you are. And then Richard's uh, sign off leads us actually quite nicely into our next email. He signs off DKDSOTH triple O W I Q A S. Keep driving speakers of the house out of office with idiotic questions about Snickers. And then the next email from Paul. Paul Ryan will announce his retirement after a phone conversation with national radio hosts Armstrong and Getty. Not fake news. It's Ray in Washington. After read a little of that interview Paul Ryan did, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> He's leaving after the next election. Yeah. We have driven a number of people out of their uh, jobs and or their careers yes. through the years. Our interviews with them have been so discouraging, demoralizing, and or uh, humiliating. I think mm-hmm. it's more they're on the way out already, and that's when they get around to coming on this show. Wow, that's <laughs> that's really, uh, thanks. When thanks, that helped my enthusiasm a lot. When it no longer matters. Really? Can you at least take credit for like yeah. speeding up the process? Maybe. I don't Are know. you familiar with the concept of too much truth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Jack. Here's uh, Matt from San Bruno, I believe. It's San B. Uh, decided to go back listen to some older A&G shows. Can't believe my luck. I randomly chose June 8th, 2011. Happened to be the episode where you guys discovered the angry movie girl who got kicked out of the Alamo Draft House for texting in the theater. So excuse me for using my phone in USA, United States of America, where you are free to text in a theater. <laughs> That's one of the greatest things ever. <laughs> it yes. really is. Tear, is tears were actually streaming down uh, my face. It was so hilarious, he says. What is that thing about treating your customers? <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if you guys actually enjoy treating your customers like a piece of shit. <laughs> and just very, very briefly, and other things included on that show were Anthony Weiner apologizing to Bill Clinton for getting caught sending junk pics. That was 2011. Wow. So he had six years to do one thing. You you had one job, Anthony. Don't send pictures of your genitals to anyone. And, uh, Jack, you also talked about Old Salty on that show. Oh, really? That's a good if you, story, if too. If you remember that story, you remember it. If you don't, I don't know. Google it. 
That's a heck of an episode right there. Oh, man, we've got a lot of more great emails to get to. Well, sprinkle them in throughout the show. You can always email us, armstrongandgetty at yahoo.com. Spell it out, armstrongandgetty at yahoo.com. Yeah, this whole war talk with North Korea has gotten me concerned. Jeez, I, I, think we're, I think we're sleeping through a lot of things going on in the world because we're all obsessed with Trump. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Calling Uber instead of ambulances a study finds. Wow. As people determine it's faster. I got the numbers on that. Gotta be cheaper, too, because all oh, get hit with a horrendous bill. Not even gotta be cheaper. A maximum 50 bucks versus $2,000. Hello. Yeah. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, a tax bill compromise reached by the House and the Senate negotiators now will not be unveiled until Monday. And at least one new Republican defector may make it really difficult for the Republicans to get the measure to President Trump's desk before his Christmas deadline. You got Florida Senator Marco Rubio saying he's going to vote no unless a larger expansion of a child tax credit is included. Unless they can figure out a way to add to the 1100 figure, um, I-, I won't support the bill. Now, President Trump is... Now, did he just figure that out, or the timing on this seems so strange to me? Well, it could be he's been trying to negotiate yeah. that in for quite a while, and then we're down to crunch time, and he's saying, look, you guys haven't come through for me. Well, you know, F you. <laughs> and uh, you got two in the hospital. Right, that's uh, Thad Cochran and John McCain. McCain is reportedly very frail now, very, very frail. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, that sounded like a cover story to me earlier that, you know, he's just dealing with a little, uh, you know, a chemo hangover right. or what have you, but we'll see. God bless him. Um, you know, back to the Republican, uh, you know, wrangling over the tax bill. I will grant them this. And they're not governing, quote-unquote, very well. But you have people who have actual concerns about the legislation. And they are putting their their morality, if you will, their point of view, yeah. uh, ahead of their party. They're saying, look, I don't think this is a good bill. I'm not going to vote for it, even if it would help the party. I just don't think it's good for America. And you got to give them credit for that, on at least on one level. Would you prefer a party that marched lockstep with a piece of S and shoved that through? You know, it's not actually as easy a call as I you know, portrayed it, because at some point you have to pass something. But, you know, at least people are standing up for what they think is right. And you got GOP Senator Bob Corker. He's opposed to it because he's worried about it blowing up the deficit. You got uh, Mike Lee of Utah also coming out against it. Well, that's just not enough people then. You need all of them, right? Yep. You're going to need all of them, so it's slipping away. So, again, they put off they put off the big unveil until Monday. They're probably all weekend going to try and patch things together. And so McCain, that we'll please. McCain was a yes vote. Yeah, but, uh, well, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But he is not doing well. FCC ending net neutrality. The commission voting 3-2 to two yesterday to overhaul regulations requiring Internet service providers to treat all traffic equally. I heard Netflix really coming out against this. I thought that yep. people like them would like it. Okay, we can buy the faster stuff and just dominate everyone. No. But they're against it. Oh, no, they know they're first in line to get gouged. Uh-huh. Yeah, especially Netflix in particular because they are... I forget what the exact number is, but they're responsible for like 60-plus percent of all right. internet traffic. But, but so the like little that. guys are against it, and the big guys are against it. Yep. Who, who's, in, who's enjoying this? The companies. Oh, the, the companies that... The ISPs. Yeah. 
Santa Clara County, by the way, in California, among the net neutrality supporters who promised to fight the decision in the courts, their board of soups voting unanimously to sue the FCC. Joe uh, uh, Samantin is one of the board supervisors. Should Internet service providers be able to block lawful content? We believe the answer to that question is no. Should Internet service providers be able to throttle or slow access to lawful content? We believe the answer to that question is no. So AT&T was doing that years ago and got caught in a fine. I, yeah. I suffered from that for a number of years. Yeah, yeah, but that was what that... Well, we're going to talk more about this a little bit later on, but that was a major case in 2014. Right. Gave the companies the right to do that, and that's why the net neutrality laws were passed. Mm. Um, so I can't even remember what... How do we get there? It doesn't matter. We'll yeah. talk about it later. Yeah, that was uh, Joe Semidian uh, speaking out against it. The first firefighter has died in the battle against that series of major wildfires burning across Southern California. 32-year-old Corey Iverson. He was an engineer with a fire engine strike team out of San Diego battling the raging Thomas Fire. That is now the fourth largest wildfire in California history. It is still only 35% contained. We got another study out. Children are mentally and physically healthier when they eat dinner with their immediate family members. Study from Montreal University confirms that kids who routinely eat dinners together with their family are more likely to experience long-term physical and mental health abilities. The presence of parents during mealtimes provides kids with firsthand social interaction, discussions of social issues, and day-to-day concerns. Also, coming at the end of the day, it helps the family review what they did during the day and plan for tomorrow. Uh, dinner table events. Yes, That's right, d- man. dinner table events. I also wonder what else goes along with that. The families that tend to eat dinner together. Sure, sure. Uh, but I would say don't underestimate the power of the actual gathering for the meal. There are 50 intangibles that are difficult to describe in terms of uh, you know the teaching of morals and ethics and right. reacting to... How do you react to the story they tell about what happened in the the uh, school? What does it mean for their sense of security that the family is there, the table is there, the dinner is there? It's just incredibly important. Do you think there's something intrinsic about the actual the, the meal or the breaking of it's the, the actual bread? food? It's the food. It's the taking in of the calories. Or is it the? It's That's the, where the benefit comes from. The, there's something about that time of day, <laughs> the forced yeah. function of what Joe was describing. You that that gives you that perfect opportunity to go through those other things. It's it's both. It's both. Um, because I think there's something necessary and primal about the eating of the food. And I would also point out that, you know, trying to break it down and nail down the uh, components that make it important is a lot like the, in retrospect, absolutely moronic hubris of the 20th century where science decided, for instance, we've figured out what's in breast milk, so we'll make something in factories that's every bit as good, and in fact, it's better. And then turns out it was a, yeah. a pale and weak imitation. But so, yeah, don't don't think that because you can identify a few of the factors in something, you understand it completely. There's a yeah. lot more to it than There's that. a gazillion intangibles. Yeah. And like I say, no wonder what other stuff goes along with that, because I grew up in a family where we always eat, ate dinner together at roughly the same time. We're doing it now. And the families that I knew as a kid that didn't and know now, they also don't have any sort of uh, like regular bedtime. There's all kinds right. of stuff. Right. That that also don't happen, which is just it's just like the Wild West. Everybody goes to the fridge and gets their own food whenever, and it's just it's weird. Mm-hmm. I've I've never lived like that. I don't know what it'd be like. And one of the psychologists involved in the study also said talking about tomorrow with your kids actually reassures your kids 
that there will be tomorrow. There are Interesting. Things, things are, you know, things to look forward to. Might be that thinking kind of thing. too much there, but who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah <laughs> I, well, think I, think, I think I'm not crazy about that description. <laughs> I think perhaps it could be reworded slightly more yeah. eloquently. But, oh, there's uh, a tomorrow, your six-year-old <laughs> says. Yeah, see, I don't yeah. think it's like that. All right. Reassuring, though. Planning ahead. We, no, do, I, we get it. Yeah. Yeah. We do. I get it anyway. Jack is very cynical. <laughs> we do really enjoy the, uh, what was the best part of your day? Yeah. We really enjoy yeah. that. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Do you do? Uh, we always did this with the kids, and it was so wonderful. Who would you like to kill if you could? <laughs> now, that was only Friday night. <laughs> How many of your enemies did you smite today? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Smiting Tell us about your victories over the week. <laughs> I hate it when I miss, I don't miss dinner very often, but like I did uh, twice in the last week, and I hate that. Hate it, hate it, and the kids hate it. Um, so Did we you get, tell them getting my money up. It's you kids and your relentless needs for toys. That's why I'm not here. And then I hang up the phone. Um, That's a good parenting. We got so many things to talk about. I hope you can stay here. It's going to be a busy, busy show. Turns out the uh, sexual harassment training they do at work doesn't do anything. It might possibly make things worse. According to the New York Times. Makes me think uh, at length and detail about what I can get away with. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. The Cleveland Cavaliers have reportedly signed a deal to have the logo for Hot Pockets appear on their jerseys in the video game NBA 2K18. Oh good, finally people who play video games will find out about Hot Pockets. That's right, the logo for Hot Pockets will appear on the Cavaliers jerseys in the video game NBA 2K18. Incidentally, 2K18 is also the number of calories in a Hot Pocket. And a hot pocket. I'm not sure I've had a hot pocket. Really? Yeah. My I'm not God, sure sir. you've lived. <laughs> you have had a sheltered life. No peeps, no hot pockets. I've never had the top ramen that I hear people talk about. I've oh, never had really? That. Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know how I avoided these things, but it's delicious. Um, So I got a couple of kind of traffic-related stories, certainly driving-related stories. Timely. Traffic came to a halt on the highway this morning in the wee hours when I was coming in. I guess somebody had... Spilled a load of crap, and the highway guys had to sweep it up, so we just sat there. Very relaxing. (laughs) Honestly. If you don't have to be somewhere and you can get the right attitude, it's relaxing. I did have to be somewhere, but I thought, "Eh, nothing I can do. I finally finally figured that out at my advanced age. I'm not going anywhere. Oh, well. I freaking loathe stop and go traffic though. Oh yeah. You get me out on an open road with no traffic, I'll drive till I'll drive till midnight tonight and sure. love love every minute of it with the radio cranked and a cup of coffee. Agreed. But stop and go traffic, F that. It's <laughs> it is quite possibly the only time in my life where I get physically tense like yeah. in that stop and go traffic. Negative Sean. And our um we were with our agent the other day, and he's got a Tesla with the the self driving stuff in it, and he said in stop and go traffic, that's pretty awesome. 
He said when he first tried the uh, self the self driving car, though, he said the first time you do it, you got your hands over the steering wheel like you're, you're terrified. Like, ah! <laughs> I'm sure you would be. Oh yeah, boy, but I love that man. That'd be worth it. Oh yeah, that. yeah, a car like that for just for stop and go traffic. Mm-hmm. People are calling Uber instead of ambulances. A new study finds. Uber isn't thrilled, but researchers say it could be a good thing in terms of getting to the hospital faster. So they uh, looked at ambulance usage in 766 U.S. cities upon the arrival of Uber since 2013. Uh, And ambulance usage dropped at least 7% using the most conservative numbers they can find. They expect it to increase 10 to 15%. the decrease to increase, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Uh, as people um, just decide Uber is is a faster, easier way to get to the hospital than calling an ambulance. Well, yeah. Honestly, it probably is. If you're and not, having- if you tie in the expense, I mean, there's just no contest. I mean, if you're if you're having a heart attack, no. I suggest you spring for the ambulance. Yeah, it's not that. But it's if not- you're in a lot of pain or you can't see right or whatever, you realize I gotta go, but I can't beat a guy driving. You call Uber. Yeah, absolutely. And you would have called an ambulance before, and it's going to cost you who knows how many thousands of dollars to you or your insurance. And um, and it, it might be slower anyway. Hmm. Depending, if you live you live the downtown big city, oh, but pretty much guaranteed Uber's going to get there faster. Isn't Just that? because of proximity, because they're closer to your house yeah. when you call? You know, yeah. when you're in a big city, you go on your little app, and there's a car, there's, there's 10 cars within two minutes of you. Right. So, yeah, that makes perfectly good sense. And then this other thing that I don't know how this is going to work out over time, this this article, for the good of society, delete your map apps. It's the idea that since people started using all these different map apps, um, everybody's doing the same thing trying to avoid the traffic, and all these roads that weren't designed, city planning has been going on for a century in trying to figure out what's the most convenient way to get people out of town. The roads are built that way, the number of lanes, the uh-huh. um, the security barriers, all the stuff. And now people are not using those anymore, and, and so cities can't plan for where the congestion is going to be. Congestion is showing up in weird places, and a lot of cities' traffic is actually getting worse instead of better, ah. as everybody is trying a different route. Well, you know, part of that is failure to properly plan, so the main arteries are clogged. Fremont, California has um, some of the harshest resistance, instituting rush hour restrictions and adding stop signs and traffic signs at points of heavy congestion where they didn't used to be. San Francisco is considering marking designated areas where keep people can be picked up or dropped off by ride shares. That's how Uber and Lyft has affected traffic. Interesting. Uh, Los Angeles. But I love the idea, though, of government responding to this with limiting people's freedoms as opposed to improving the roads. Los Angeles has tinkered with speed bumps and changing two-way streets into one-ways. Now, I, I grant you, if if, if uh, uh, 15,000 cars an hour are cutting through a residential neighborhood, yeah. you've got an issue. Well, that's what they're talking about. Lots of neighborhoods here that used to have zero traffic okay, now enough. have traffic all day long because mm-hmm. their their app says this is the faster way to get to the interstate or whatever. That would suck. You live in you live in kind of a quiet street, never had any traffic. It's kind of a small two-lane. Now you got traffic all day long. National Guard's idle a lot of the time. How about you, you park a tank at the end of a street? Mm. Level the uh, the barrel of their, their howitzer right at the, the oncoming traffic. Send a message, huh? 
Interesting. Yeah, yeah, that is funny. Don't you have a feeling that what's next is coming? Yeah. It's yeah. close. Yeah. The self-driving cars that'll make freeways more like a train, and you flipping morons clogging up the left lane and the rest of it. It just... Uh, and you know the the accordion nature of traffic, where I think it could traffic be. stops and then people start moving, but then there's the guy who waits twenty car lengths before he starts. With all that stuff will be eliminated, and things will get a lot more efficient. It, I've always assumed that. I think it could be shocking at how fast and easy the commute is if if you eliminate the few wrecks, couple of morons. People's yeah. inability to merge. It's every other. It's like a zipper. One <laughs> car, then one car. Way to then deny that person merging. You're tough and you got 12 feet ahead. <laughs> Way to go, tough guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, speaking of virgin, somebody needs to get me Jerry Brown's personal telephone number. The governor of California. I need to speak to him immediately. I have come across information he needs desperately. It could save the people of California tens of billions of dollars. Okay. I'll explain in a moment. We have roughly five minutes to get his number. And we're going to war with North Korea. Stay